ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the February 15th, 2015 edition of Season 2 of The Court Report on the Nachum Siegel Network, the premier place to get all your sports news and information regarding the Yeshiva League. The Court Report comes to you every Sunday night at 7 p.m., as well as an encore presentation on Tuesday night at 7 p.m., right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. Every week we will take a look back and a look ahead at all things Yeshiva League. Had a game this week? Let us know about it. Friend me on Facebook. You can send me a message. My name is Elliot Weiselberg. That's W-E-I-S-E-L-B-E-R-G. Or like the Court Report fan page. You can also follow me and tweet me on Twitter. My name is YLS Wise Guy. That's YLS W E I S G U Y. Because if I don't know about it, we can't talk about it. Thank you again to our amazing sponsor, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Crown Trophy of Brooklyn has been servicing the Yeshiva League for over a decade. And if you've won a championship within that period, you've already benefited from their amazing handiwork and craftsmanship. Please give Mike, Larry, and the entire gang a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your trophy and plaque needs. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Weiselberg, coach, official, analyst, but most of all, like you, I am a Yeshiva League fan, and I am humbled and privileged to be able to share the amazing efforts and accomplishments of these kids with you each and every week right here on The Court Report. If you have a smartphone and haven't downloaded the NSN app already, do so. You'll have access to all of last season's episodes and this season's episodes of The Court Report. Plus, you'll be able to send in comments for each show. Please keep the comments nice, though. Much like the show is not about me criticizing, degrading, or disrespecting players or coaches, please be courteous enough to follow suit. Well, folks, if uh, you've been following our Facebook uh, feed for the last 24 hours, you you know that tonight is going to be a shortened half-hour episode, because if you can't quite hear into my voice, I'm not feeling too well. It's been a really interesting few days trying to get myself back to 100%, but it just it hasn't been as successful. So just knowing that you guys still want to know what's going on this week and knowing that you crave to find out what's going on in the playoffs and what's going to go on over the next week, I felt I had to do something and at least put out a show for you. Uh, I apologize if the quality isn't as great or if the sound isn't great or if you don't like listening to my voice when I'm sick. I apologize for that. Uh, I Hopefully, we'll be 100% better next week, but I figure at least you get the information of what went on over the past week, and we'll know what comes up in the week ahead, because I also know that you're not going to get this information from anywhere else. Um, so, we're going to try to get through everything in a half hour. I, I think we'll be able to make it. Uh, let's see what we can get through before I manage to pass out. I know we have three hockey games, and we had four boys' basketball games, and a handful of girls' basketball games that were played over the last week. So let's jump into it and see what we can tackle over the next 30 minutes. We are going to start things off today with JV Hockey. Let's first remind you of the brackets for the divisional rounds um, in what we call the Rambam bracket. East number one Rambam will face the winner of the play-in game between West number four JEC and East number five Hafter. And West number two Frisch will host East number three Flatbush. That JEC Hafter game will take place this Tuesday night in JEC. I already gave my prediction for that game on last week's show. If you want, you can go back to last week's show and just uh, take a listen to it. The other game, Frisch Flatbush, will be this coming Wednesday night. 
I will not be giving my prediction over the air for that one, mainly because of my involvement uh, in the game with one of those teams. It's not because I think that Flatbush will either win or lose, but mostly because I don't like to predict games that I'm involved uh, involved in. It, it's been that way for several times, uh, uh, for many years now. Um, I, I haven't done it even with my junior high team when people ask me to. Um, just Just know that this same matchup, you know, occurred on the varsity level in last year's playoffs. I don't know the last, I don't remember the last time these two teams, I don't think they've ever met actually in a playoff game. Um, actually, actually I do. Uh, the last time that these two teams met in a playoff game was the same year that we're going to talk, uh, for a game we're going to talk about soon. Uh, so it will be yet another return home for Flappish coach Dan LaFell, who helped, who helped hang three varsity banners in the Frisch Rafters during his time there, most recently the 2005 varsity victory. Uh, in the SAR bracket, West number one SAR plays the winner of the playing game between East number four Hank and West number five MTA. And East number two DRS hosting West number three TABC. Both of those games were played this week, and we're going to get into uh, why they were played and what my predictions were for DRS TABC. First, though, MTA and Hank met up this past Monday night in Hank. The Hurricanes jumped on the board early when Maury Bauer put home a power play marker four minutes into the game on what was already Hank's second power play of the night on a beautiful cross pass from leader Joseph Lindenblatt. The penalty woes would plague the Lions all night but would not result in another man-advantage goal for the Canes. Later in the first, a barrage of shots on MTA goalie Jacob Boym, who had an impressive night given the amount of pressure Hank put on his net. But on this one, Boym yielded a rebound to a cutting Jacob Schwartzman, who smacked one home to give Hank a 2-0 lead. Second period, the Lions settled down and were able to keep Hank off of the board, but more importantly, they were also able to cut into the Hank lead. Following a successful penalty kill of an Eric Lenevsky penalty, Lenevsky jumped out of the box and missed a carom off the back wall in front of his own net that MTA sophomore Zach Borgen snapped past Andrew Marks to bring the Lions within one. But in the third, Hank would pull away. Fifty seconds in, Lindenblatt, controlling in the corner, curled out to his forehand and snapped a shot to the far post that hit net to bring the lead back to two. The Hurricanes would increase their lead with 2.50 to go when Schwartzman, calling for the ball as he ran the length of the center court line to receive a Josh Blitzstein pass, sent a laser of a shot under the crossbar for the 4-1 lead and the final. The story of the game really were the opportunities that Hank had in the MTA zone, though, really pressuring Boyum to the point where the final margin probably should have been much larger than it actually was. I believed last week that it would be the case that... Um, and Hank's offense would just be over, too overmatching for MTA's defense, and that MTA uh, would not be able to keep up with the uh, with the offensive depth that Hank threw at them. Uh, I believe that would be the case, and was one off on the score. I did say it would be five to one. Uh, in my book, I'll give myself a near hit on that one. The Canes will next face SAR next Monday night, that same night as their varsity counterparts will, and uh, we'll get in uh, and we'll get into that uh, on next week's show. The the uniqueness of the situation that this has created. 
The winner of that game will take on the winner of the other game played this week, DRS-TABC. Generally, this game would not have been for a few days, but because a family simcha would take a key TABC player out of action this week, uh, and the closeness between the two sides involved, this game was rushed onto the schedule, and uh, because of some other issues, yours truly, who was just looking for a night to recover from uh, from some sickness, found himself being requested to down the stripes for the contest. Uh, here's the thing, without having enough time to preview the game, I put my prediction in the hands of some very, very trustworthy people, so you can trust when I tell you what my final was. Uh, before I get started, let's do a little background. For the last six years, as you know, TABC has dominated the JV hockey landscape. Head coach Norm Blumenthal has put together a veritable dynasty and a resume for the argument of greatest coach in JV hockey history and a reasonable case for the most successful hockey coach in Yeshiva hockey history. Coming into this game, TABC had won 18 straight playoff games. Of those six championships, four came against their opponents on Thursday night, the DRS Wildcats. The last time the Storm lost a playoff game, 2008, a 3-1 quarterfinal loss to eventual champion Hafter. Uh, as I mentioned a couple of minutes ago, you'd find out a connection to Frisch Flatbush. 2008 was also the last time that Frisch and Flatbush played in a playoff game where Frisch trounced Flatbush at home uh, before losing in the semifinals. So, all that history, though, would take a back seat, as only one of those teams would advance. Which perennial finalist would it be? After a scoreless first period, the home team found its way onto the score sheet first. Ellie Levine, moving down into his defensive zone, picked up a loose ball, sent it off the boards, where Shlomo Mansbach picked it up and rifled it home for the one nothing lead. The Cats would increase their lead on a goal by defenseman Andrew Giller prior to the end of the period. In the third, TABC had a chance to cut into the lead with a power play but could not capitalize. Following the end of the kill, Mansbach would add another one to make it 3 nothing. Sammy Brew would put in one more to make the final 4 nothing DRS. Jakey Friedman posted the shutout in net, handling the pressure of his first JV playoff game and slamming the door shut on the TABC consecutive championship streak, assuring that a new king will rise this year. As for that prediction of mine, you can choose to believe me or not. Uh, you can also choose to believe that I had no hand in it because I was an official, uh, but I can tell you that with the utmost sincerity, I had no impact on the game, nor the score whatsoever, uh, and Mo Fuchs will back me up on all of this. Yep, I said 4 nothing DRS. I'm going to give myself a bullseye. So, DRS will either host Hank or travel to SAR for their semifinal game. Hank uh, being the, what, the East number 4, DRS being the East number 2, SAR being the West number, one, the West number 1. So if it's Hank as the, as the East number 4, DRS will host. If it's SAR as the West number 1, DRS will travel to the rink. So let's move over to varsity now. Only one playoff game was played this week, that being East number five Rambam against West number four MTA, the winner of which would play East number one Hafter in Hafter. The Ravens were put on their backs early, with the Lions scoring two quick goals on bouncers off the back wall behind the Rambam net that rebounded off of Charlie Altman and into the goal. MTA would pelt Altman all night, and the two goals were all MTA would need, with Shooky Weinstein playing fantastic in the lion net. Not that it mattered, MTA would score four more times to make the 6-0 final score. My analysis last week was close, but the score really wasn't. My prediction of 4-1 fell flat, and I'm going to call that one a miss. I've done better, and absolutely will do better. So... 
Now the MTA will move on to face Hafter. That game will take place over the week, as all games with the exception of one will be complete by next Sunday night. That being said, let's preview the games for the week. I've already mentioned my prediction for North Shore and Ramaz, as you know, uh, the other playing game. North Shore's number, uh, East number four and Ramaz West number five will be taking place in North Shore. That game will take place this Tuesday night. Unfortunately for the winner, they'll need a very quick turnaround to play TABC in TABC that very next night. In either case, whether it's North Shore or Ramaz, TABC, already a heavy favorite as the West number 1 seed, will now get to take on whoever survives that battle only 24 hours after it happens. I can't really put a score down because it depends on the team that they play, but either way, I'm going to look for TABC to advance. I'll probably put something out on Tuesday night after that game so you guys have a little idea of what I'm looking for in that game. The winner of that game will take on the winner of Thursday's matchup between uh, East Number 2 DRS and West Number 3 Kushner. DRS is on a roll having knocked off the East Division winner Hafter and tying West Division champion TABC in successive games in their last week of the regular season. Kushner has played almost as well of late, with their only blemish on this side of the new year being a 2-1 close loss to uh, TABC. That game, however, was in the Kushner rink, a place that will not be the home of this matchup. Uh, the gym will play a decent factor in the matchup, as DRS's speed and precision and use of their court uh, will really, really be the main uh, the main contributors to a DRS win. I think that DRS will take this game winning 3-2. to two. In the other bracket, Hafter and MTA are meeting up for the first time since the Lions knocked off the then Hafter Flames 1-0 in overtime in 2011, the year MTA last took home the varsity crown. Do not be surprised to see something similar possibly occur here. As I said in the regular season, there is a very real possibility that we could see an upset across the board and find ourselves with four West teams in the in the uh, in the semifinals. Although the emergence of DRS of late really puts a cramp in that, as I think that DRS is a better team than Kushner at this point, and Hafter has still shown itself that it's it's the more it's the more complete team than MTA. I really feel that M, that Hafter should win. Uh, I'm picking them to win because I believe they should. They are the more talented team. But notice that MTA has withstood the challenges that TABC and SAR threw at them all season with the very near losses, two goals uh, here and there. Uh, they were not overmatched in any of those contests, making it a close-to-even par game when dealing with Hafter, who did not have as much success against TABC. I can see an upset. I can, if Hafter is not ready for them. But I believe that Hafter, this being the playoffs, Hafter being the defending champions, they, they know what they have to do. And I really think that they're going to advance with a 3-1 victory. The winner of that game will face the winner of West number 2 SAR, East number 3 Hank, which, as we said with the JV session, will take place as part of a doubleheader next week, which we will go into more depth on the uniqueness of next in next Sunday's show. Once again, you are listening to The Court Report on the Nakam Siegel Network. I am your host, Elliot Weiselberg. We are sponsored by Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Give them a call at 718-769-4111. Once again, we are on a shortened schedule today because I am not feeling too well. So hopefully we can get through all of the playoff action. We're going to start over now in basketball. Just to, again, reiterate the change between basketball and hockey in terms of the playoff setup. Hockey, as we said 
has that playing game as a 4-5 game. Basketball has it a little differently. The way it works is, in basketball, the top two teams in the divisions get a bye. Three faces six, and four faces five. What happens then is, it crosses over, and the lowest first-round winner from the from each division will face the highest seed from the other division. So if, let's say, the fifth seed wins and the third seed wins in one division, let's say the East third and the, and the East fifth wins, the East fifth becomes the East fourth, and they will face the top seed in the other division. Let's say the East fifth and the East sixth win. The East fifth becomes the third best seed, and the East sixth becomes the fourth best seed, and they'll face and they'll face the the teams in the other division accordingly. So let's break it down. We're going to go to JV basketball first. Let's first remind you of the brackets. Over in the West, SAR and Frisch got the two buys, SAR at one and Frisch at two. MTA takes on number uh, number six, JEC. MTA, the three seed in the West, JEC, the number six seed, and Ramaz, number four, hosting TABC, number five. In the East, Flatbush and Hafter get the buys. Flatbush at one and Hafter at two. And their first round games were as follows, or are as follows. Number three, North Shore, will host number six, Rambam. That has been confirmed after what we've been saying the last two weeks with the tiebreaker proceedings. And number four, DRS, will host number five, Hank. All of these games were previewed last week. Only one actually occurred over the past week, that being the Ramaz TABC game, in which TABC, as we predicted, upset the Rams by the score of 53-48. to They now will wait to see what happens in the other game on the week. Uh, the rest of the games are as follows. MTA and JEC will play this coming Wednesday. If MTA wins, MTA will take on Hafter, while TABC takes on Flatbush. Like I said before, that's because of the difference in seeding. If MTA, the three-seed, wins, they'll take on the two-seed from the other conference, Hafter. That's automatic, while TABC, the four-seed in the West, takes on Flatbush, the one-seed. If JEC wins, though, JEC, as the six-seed, will travel to Brooklyn automatically to face Flatbush, while TABC travels to Long Island to take on the Hawks. Both of the East matchups, that being North Shore and Rambam and DRS and Hank, will take place this coming Tuesday night. Quickly moving over to varsity basketball. Let's preview the brackets as well. Uh, in the East, Hafter and DRS, the one and the two. North Shore at three will be hosting number six, Hank. And Mag and David at four, hosting number five, YDE, in a Brooklyn battle. Out West, Frisch at the 1 and TABC at the 2. The way their first-round matchups work, number 3, Heschel, and number 6, JEC, and number 4, Hillel, number 5, Ramaz. Three of the four first-round games were already played, so we know most of what happened and what will happen this coming week. Let's start off with the Hillel-Ramaz game. Hillel jumped out to an early start, taking leads of 7 and 12 into the second quarter and second half, respectively. In the third, though, Ramaz mounted a mini-comeback, outscoring the Heat 11-5 to to close the gap to 36-30 to start the final quarter of play. Hillel would stretch the lead back out to 10 before Ramaz's Sammy Merkin got hot, hitting four straight three-pointers to close the gap and tie the game at 45 with just under a minute 40 to play. For a solid minute, neither team could find the net until Nathan Beebe was sent to the line for Hillel, where he drained two to go up 47-45. to 
Ramaz would have one more chance with seven seconds to go, but Albert Cohen came up strong for the Heat with a big rebound. He would be fouled and would nail a free throw to cap the game, giving the Heat a 48-45 victory. Hillel will now advance to the quarterfinals and will travel to Hafter for their quarterfinal game, and that is because number three Heschel knocked off number six JEC as expected, 56-42. to Sam Lippman led Heschel with 19 points and 10 rebounds, while Sam Schwartzman added 16 points and 12 rebounds. For J.E.C. Shmaryahu Shulman paced them with 18 points. And so the Heat will now travel to take on East Number 2 DRS. So, the quarterfinal bracket shapes up as follows. East Number 1 Hafter will host West Number 4 Hillel, as we just said. West number two TABC, well, they're going to take on either East number three North Shore or Magan David, as Magan David dominated YDE in the Brooklyn Sparty battle, 66 to 45. So Magan David advances and will either play TABC or West number one Frisch. That'll be determined by the North Shore Hank matchup that's played. West number one Frisch will either play Magan David in the four slot or Hank, because if Hank wins as the sixth seed, in the East, they will automatically travel to face the top spot in the West. In the other set matchup, East number two DRS will host West number three Heschel. And that game will take place, it's already been scheduled, that game will take place next Monday night, February 23rd. Two other things of note in varsity basketball. I received an email from Nachum today, uh, Nachum Siegel, the uh, namesake of this network. Uh, last night, Waterbury Masifta played an exhibition game against Hafter, with Waterbury winning the game on a half-court three-point buzzer beater. Uh, and there is a, apparently a video of it that's been circulating around Facebook. I'm going to try to post it up to our Facebook page for tonight. Uh, and in the other uh, the other piece of news, uh, as uh, we generally do here, we are going to go through the Jewish Groups America Top 25 for the past week. Uh, technically, this is last week's February 9th. We are generally a week behind on it. Uh, in the first spot is Frisch. Frisch uh, with a commanding, dominating six first-place votes, so they stay at the top spot. Hafter behind them again in the two-slot with two first-place votes. DRS in third. Eula behind them in fourth, North Shore in fifth. That caps the top five. Heschel right outside in the sixth spot. Other Yeshiva League participants in the top 25. TABC dropped from the eighth spot to the ninth spot, I'm assuming with their loss over their loss to Heschel the week before. Hillel stays at the 13th spot. Hillel, as we said, is in the second round already. Uh, Ramaz uh, and, and JEC, the two uh, knockouts from the West this week. Ramaz, 17th, down from 18th. JEC, 18th, down from 19th. Also in YDE, another knockout. Uh, they were at 24. They were knocked out by actually the team that was 25th last week, Mag and David. So watch for Mag and David to take a move up while YDE takes a step back to finish out their season. Also receiving votes, Flatbush, despite not making the playoffs, was uh, was given a little, given more votes than a team that did make the playoffs, Hank. So Hank, the number six seed in the East, are gonna probably go out looking this week to to turn that around a bit, so that for the time by the time next week comes around, they're still playing and they have a higher spot in the Jewish Hoops America Top 25. Let's move over to girls' sports. Uh, just to remind you, the way their bracket works, it's as if their uh, girls A, it's as if their bracket is already in the second round of play. They only have four teams from each division making it, and this is how it stands. 
In the Ramaz bracket in girls A, we'll call it the Ramaz bracket, East number one Ramaz takes on West number four Hillel. That game will take place this coming Wednesday night with the winner to take on the East number three seed Hafter, who upset West number two Frisch 50-42 to in overtime on Tuesday night. And... In the other bracket, in the Breweria bracket, West number one Breweria advanced after defeating East number four North Shore 55 to 37. They will now take on the winner of East number two Flatbush uh, and West number three SAR. That game is yet to be determined. We will hopefully get that to you as soon as we can. Uh, hopefully next week here on the court report. I know they have to play that game. They have two weeks to play that game because the way basketball works is basketball is on a stunted schedule. They have a couple of extra days because they're championship is the 15th, while with hockey, both of those championships are on the 8th. So the basketball leagues, at least the boys' basketball leagues, are going to be a week behind the hockey, and girls might just be a couple of extra days behind them, especially the, the, especially the B League, which we'll get to very shortly. Moving over to JV, in Maya Notes bracket, West number one Maya Note dominated East number four Central, 56 to 25, and will take on the winner of the East number two North Shore hosting West number three Frisch. I believe that game happened this week. I do not have a score for that, so if anybody has a score for that, please send it in, and we will hopefully report in on it next week. Over in the other bracket, in Flatbush's bracket, East number one Flatbush will host West number four Kushner this coming Tuesday night. The winner will take on the winner of defending champion West number two SAR, who will host East number three Hafter. Gonna move on now to Girls B. Girls B, as we've said for the last couple of weeks, the West number one, sorry, not the West, but there's only one bracket because only four teams make it. But, well, technically now five teams make it. What happened is we had top two teams. We had SKA and Breweria. And behind them, we had three teams finished in a six and six tie. Elon shall have it and Megan David. So you all heard what I proposed a few weeks ago about having the teams get together and play three separate games and winner take all in that, you know, where the team with the best record gets the third seed, second best record gets the fourth seed. Well, the lead sort of came up with their own version of it, a modified version of it, and instead of having the teams getting getting uh, together on separate days to go to separate places, what they've, what they've decided upon is that all three teams are going to get together on one day. What's going to happen is, shall have it, Elon and Mag and David are all going to meet in Breweria. Each team will face off against each other in a half, what will amount to a half of basketball action. Shalhevet will face Elon first, Elon will face Mag and David second, and Mag and David will face Shalhevet third. And so what's going to happen is, at the end of that, this is going to happen on the 24th, by the way, what's going to happen after that is we will have, uh, I, bl- I don't remember exactly what they're going to use for it, uh, I think it may be total points or highest, dif- highest uh, point differential, I believe it may be highest point differential, um, and the second highest point differential is going to determine who the third and fourth seed is and who will be going home without a playoff spot. If there is, it comes down to a tie between two teams, it'll probably be whoever wins that quote-unquote half of play. So you know, kudos to the league for figuring out a really uh, ingenious way to do it where it won't cost all the schools money to get to different places and to have all the gyms available at, uh, on consecutive days and to uh, and actually not have any more snow days, which we apparently love having recently. So this gets everybody in the building on one night and gets it decided on one night so that the next round of play can just move forward from there. 
All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening in uh, to this shortened 30-minute episode. I appreciate you sticking with me, and I hope that I have satisfied your cravings for this week's, uh, this past week's actions, and you at least have an idea of what's going on over the next week, even though I couldn't fully expound on it because of me not feeling well. Hopefully next week at this time, we will have a more in-depth show. And uh, given given the uh, the actions going on, I haven't decided whether or not it'll be an hour or a half hour. Uh, we'll see how we work it. All I know is that next week at this time, I will be back, and I will have more Yeshiva League playoff action for you right here on the Court Report. If you missed any part of this or any episode this season, you can catch the Encore presentation every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., or you can find the Court Report on iTunes or the Nachum Siegel Network app. Tomorrow morning, jam in the a.m. with Nachum Siegel from 6 to 9 a.m. live on the stream, NachumSiegel.com, or on your radio, 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, 91.9 FM, Rockland County. Once again, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Crown Trophy of Brooklyn. Please give them a call at 718-769-4111 for all of your plaque and trophy needs. For more of me, you can hear me every Tuesday morning on JM in the AM at around 7.20 with the Tuesday morning JM in the AM sports update. If you haven't visited the Court Report fan page on Facebook, please do so and click the like tab. Let's get that number up. See you next week right here on the Court Report only on the Nachum Siegel Network. Hi, this is Elliot Weiselberg, host of The Court Report. Stay tuned for more amazing musical selections and programming only on the Nachum Siegel Network. NachumSiegel.com.